When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, it is Friday night. It is 11.01, and that must mean it's time for Explain Yourself, the crowdfunding uh, Kickstarter, what, Zoop of, uh, at some point, uh, whatever, however you're crowdfunding, you can come in and you can explain what your project is. You can explain who you are and how you make comics. I'm Kevin Joseph. My co-host is? I'm Will Allred. Hey, everyone. And we are joined by George O'Connor and Melissa Massey. And thank you guys very much for coming on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we actually had a comment for the first time before we even went live. I did not know that was possible, but Joey, Joey gave us a what's up before we were going. And I was, I was like, all right, all right, this is going to be a good night. This is going to be a great night. So morning, Joey. (laughs) <laughs> the other very cool thing about tonight, and I say very cool, meaning it could be an absolute train wreck. Uh, this could be the first uh, broadcast that we do. We uh, do it live. We put it on YouTube and Facebook. But if, and it's a huge if, I can figure out the technology, this will be the first podcast version of Explain Yourself. So George and Melissa, you are on hallowed ground. Very excited to be here. Make a mystery. (laughs) And if you're listening to this on a podcast and we talk about things you can't see, that is uh, Will and my fault. And we apologize profusely right now. And that's what we're going to say about it because who cares? This is a fun night. Um, (laughs) What we like to do is a little 30-second intro to your projects. Kind of if somebody was walking past your booth at a con, how would you pull somebody in? Um, George, we're going to we're going to talk about Melissa's in-depth first. So why don't you give oh, us oh. your your uh, 30 second intro? Yes, Melissa deserves all the attention this evening <laughs> with, our, with our 56 minute countdown. That's uh, right. so the project uh, I'm launching right now is called Toddler Apocalypse, and the uh, it's 
you know, the hardest part of trying to survive an apocalypse isn't the zombies, the killer robots, or the aliens. It's your goddamn kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a six-story uh, anthology that takes all of our favorite sci-fi tropes uh, and, as a parent, tells you what would really happen in these scenarios. Uh, that is fabulous. I cannot wait to get into it. Melissa, you get to do the patented 30-second pitch, and then literally we're going to go in-depth because we don't have a lot of lead time here. We've got how much? Uh, we've got... Uh, we're down to... yeah, 55! Oh, gosh. I know. George is panicking now. I'm panicking. It's Oh, so yeah, I'm uh, in the last hour of my campaign called The Alchemist of Aurelia. It is a fantasy action adventure story about a wizard in training, and she's getting sucked in now into having to defend her home. Uh, and some other characters are coming in, and it's just a wild, crazy adventure to eventually find the atelier of a legendary alchemist who is the only guy in this world who ever defeated a witch. So. They're hoping to uh, to find his stuff and you know find something helpful to to help them defeat another witch. All right, that is beautiful. We already have a comment coming in. Melissa and George, you are both amazing. Um, it says Facebook user, and what we have found that that is one of three people that is usually either Pat Shand, Charlie Stickney, or David Byrne. We have no idea why they come in with their names sometimes, and they come in as Facebook users other. But I'm going to take a wild guess, Will, with the next comment. I'm going to guess it might be our good friend, Charlie Stickney, because the next comment is, <laughs> kids suck. <laughs> and um, I, I think that it's a front. I, I, don't, I think Charlie's kids are probably pretty darn awesome, because if you can joke about them, they, they must be great. But uh, uh, that feels Charlie to me, doesn't it, Will? Feels Charlie to me, too. So, hey, Charlie. <laughs> um, so... Melissa, I'm going to pull up your page. We're going okay. to uh, look at it. So uh, we'll, we'll look at some of the art, please, uh, as I pull it up. Uh, who is your team that you work with? Uh, it is me and also me. Oh, you do both, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I am, and I'm my own marketer. I, <laughs> I, I do have to. I, I, You know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. It's Andrew Guild, but those Hi, dudes Andrew. are cool, Hi, too. So it's starting oh, to get to be too many people to guess now. But Andrew, welcome, buddy. All right. Now I'll pull it up. Well, so you well, do the and the writing. Wow. I do yeah, and, it all. And and I have to say that um, uh, although I'm not in the mastermind at this point, I, I have been in the mastermind with both uh, the Comics Launch Mastermind with both Melissa and George. And oh. one of the great, one of the it's all been a great experience. But one of a really great experience was watching both of them work on copy editing some stuff because they are just so freaking good at it. I'm like, why can't I learn how to do that? So I, I'm building you up, Melissa and George. <laughs> you so could do it. You just have to do it for 15 years like I have and however yeah, long we've been doing or, it. You know, start in pharma like I did. Get your soul broken. Learn a lot about prescription drugs that you weren't sure you wanted to know, you know. So I think it's safe to say that we have the entire team for the yes. Alchemist of Aurelia on, yep. the, on, the, on the show. Awesome. Yep, all of us. So uh, listen, I've always yeah. been curious, like, you know, I mean, it, the fact that you do all of this yourself, I mean, just blows me away, you know. Um, so I'm always curious, like, how do you get 
here? You know, like the, the idea comes into your head and just, I'm just always curious about your process of how you go through from the idea to the, to the final step. Yeah. And the idea can kind of start from anywhere. Sometimes it's like, I want to do a, I want to make a character who does this, or I want to do this kind of world, or I want a story that, that, you know, is about this. And I just kind of keep exploring it. And uh, in my head, I always see it as animations. So it's very Ooh. easy to see it very visually and kind of yeah. what those main action points should be and like what moments should be captured. Uh, and then from there, mm -hmm. over time, I kind of try to flesh out a story. Uh, with, with this one, it's actually kind of interesting because I started this as a pilot concept. I didn't really have a full series idea for it when I made it. And then when I kickstarted that that first issue, people really seemed to like it and it did well. And people were like, oh, when's the next one coming out? I'm like, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up, uh, a friend of mine is uh, trying to become more of a story editor. So we ended up hmm. working together to develop a story. And you know, I had some ideas of things that would be cool to do. Like, oh, I kind of want to go to like this place or, you know, the great library of Alexandria, like let's do something with that. And um, we ended up kind of working together, putting a story together out of all the ideas I had, and then it was writing it out, and then now it's going issue by issue and getting our, our finished book here. Is animation, um, was that how you came out and that's what you want to do, or do you work in animation? No. Um, when I was a kid, I wasn't into comics because it was all, you know, boys and there was no girls who did anything in comics. But I really just gravitated towards a lot of cartoon shows. Mm -hmm. But I was still watching, you know, like Transformers and things like that. So it was <laughs> still kind of a weird roundabout way that got me to comics. But once I got two comics through a lot of manga and I started reading things, you know, like Magical Girl series. And then I got into Shonen Jump stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. no, this is the way I want to tell stories. Like this mm -hmm. makes sense to me how to do this. Um, and, you know, I've just been in here ever since. And yeah, I was, didn't go to, didn't get to go to art school, but I think it all ended up for the best because I got to learn a bunch of different skills and, mm -hmm. you know, I was able to get a job in the workforce to support myself and then digital marketing. So then I learned all the marketing side of things and, you know, how to build a website. So, you know, I was able to put a webcomic together, you know, back in the early 2000s. And then it was like learning more and more how to market myself and, you know, how to do some email marketing and then, you know, just kind of kept going from there, learning all the different things. That's then, beautiful. You you built muscles before anybody mm -hmm. realized that those were the necessary skills. That's that's a beautiful way to do it. Yeah. yeah, and it was a lot of fun too to see you know how the the internet could work for you and what you could do with it, and um, just to see how it's evolved since that time. Because I think I first got into it, gosh, twenty eleven. So it's been ten years of seeing the market evolve and just the way we used to do stuff back then thinking about now, like, Oh, that was really nuts. Like we used to do, we used to have calculators for, next to us and we would write something and then we'd have to calculate out the keywords and had to be in certain percentages. And I was like, I didn't even do well in math. How did I end up in this? <laughs> I, this is nothing. It's completely off topic. I worked at a bar in New York once and uh, the owner asked me to write up the web, the website, like someone else was building it, but she wanted me to write it up. And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. I want to be a writer. That's awesome. I spent like three days writing everything up. And then her sister came in with everything you're saying. 
and literally replaced every line I'd written with <laughs> is a restaurant in New York City, is a high-end restaurant in New York City. The steak here is from a high-end restaurant in New York City. And I told my boss, you take my fucking name off of this. <laughs> oh, honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't fault the fact that it worked and it was the, the algorithm at the time, but I was so mad. I was like, if that's what you're going to do, why did you waste my time? Uh, so this is I, okay. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Kevin. I was just gonna say 33 issues. This is the second issue of the series. Mm -hmm. Do you have an outline for how long it will likely be? Um, I think between 10 and 11. Um, that's what I'm hoping because I have the whole series outline, and I think if I can stick to and not, you know, kind of meander off or extend things too long. I'm hoping, I'm hoping 10 or 11, because I'd like to still be alive when I finish this. <laughs> it's a good goal. It is a fabulous goal. Although if, if you're going to be alive, then do 80 pages and then kind of last longer. You yeah. know, uh, my last book for my other series was a double issue. It was a 60 page issue. And I'm like, oh, well, this was a nice way to get through a big chunk of story. So maybe yeah. I'll... <laughs> so. Well, uh, something that George said earlier, kind of about your process, uh, you know, because we're not, you know, artists, uh, I'm not definitely, you know, I, I do everything full script and I've, you know, I've read some of Kevin's scripts as well. Do you write out a full script or do you go straight to the thumbnail phase and then script it after? I mean, how how kind of does that work? Um, I've In the past, it's been a little more disorganized, but I'm trying to kind of rein it in a little bit. So right now I, I outlined the whole issue. So I'm like, these are the scenes that are going to happen in this issue. And this is what should happen in each one. And then I go into my storyboards and I script as I'm drawing. So that I know hmm. like, oh, I need these things to happen. And this is what they're saying. This is how they're spread out uh, around across the page. And just kind of making sure that things are moving at the pace that I want them to and with the right rhythm and that it's making sense. And also taking those moments where there's breaks in the dialogue to get just those visual yeah. cues and, you know, really lay out a fight scene. So it's very like dynamic and kind of popping off the page. And I start breaking panels and it gets a little nuts. So it's a very... <laughs> kind of still chaotic, very visual process. So when people are like, oh, can I see your script? Or how do you do your script writing? It's like, oh, I don't, kind of. That's a, that's a beautiful way to do it, though, because you can just kind of get to the part that's exciting to you at that moment. And that way you're, you're mm -hmm. kind of never in a boring part. Because you're just you're drawing this part, you're 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 writing this part, you're you, oh this this line of dialogue hits you, so you're always going to the exciting part in that way. Whereas for us, it's kind of like we have to literally go to an exciting scene out of order if we're going to do that. Because yeah. if we're not, we do have the three pages of exposition before we get to the cool fight scene. So yeah, and it's it's nice because sometimes I feel like I can't accurately describe what I want in the panel, but I can just draw mm. it. So I can just throw it down. It's like they're doing this done and then you get to the the next thing so it definitely keeps things moving nice my problem is i can't accurately describe what's in the panel either but i can't draw it so it's <laughs> it's 30 minutes of i mean kind of like this i mean do you get it all right it's, i once i once put a uh a family circus uh cartoon in because i wanted kind of that that dot where the kid walked all around the neighborhood and okay. I sent it to Ludo, who's in France, who I don't know if he's ever seen Family Circus, but he drew it really well. So I don't know if it helped hurt or he just was like stupid American. 
or you can write like a wall of text and at the end go, I don't know, man, do whatever you think works. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I give up. Let's move to the next panel. You know, you know what? If that's good enough for Alan Moore, it's good enough for me. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've been lucky enough. I've worked with a few writers on anthology projects and their, their scripts have always been really good. And I've kind of always known what to do with them, but they always put way more panels on the page than I would ever put. So mm -hmm. I'm getting scripts with like nine, 10, 11 panels. I'm like, I'm used to put in like six or seven. Where am I going to put all these? And they have like three speech bubbles in each. I'm like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna fit. Oh my god. Number one, you're right, that's that's bad. But number two, you have a 33 page comic and they have five pages to tell their story. Yeah. And also true. it's probably the 24 page issue number one that they want to write, and they're getting it in a five-page anthology. So sorry, artist, you're just gonna have to deal with my epic in a very short <laughs> Uh, and that's true. I mean, it's it's tough for, for the writer's side, too. You know, the, you're trying to figure out where everything should be, and you're trying to figure out the beats, but in this kind of text format, and it's the first time it's kind of being put on the page. So mm -hmm. it can be really tough to judge, you know, how long something should take. Uh, I've had a series I used to script, and I would, I would script it out, the whole thing, and I would be like, oh, this is very long. Like, I don't think I'm very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, do you have the have you had the experience of being able to change those layouts if you if you feel you have a better way to present the visuals? Um, you know, I've never tried it because I usually respect the person that I'm working with. And it's mm. like, oh, I can't like they they're deigning to work with me like I'm not worthy. You know, I can't <laughs> let them down. I'm just going to take anything they put on the page and make it happen for them. You know? That's a big mistake. That's <laughs> yeah, a rookie yeah, mistake. No, we I don't know. know what we're doing. OK, <laughs> do not respect the writer. <laughs> Draw it the best way. And if we say something, go fix it in post. because. Yeah. <laughs> Make the letterer fix it, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh. One project I was on, I was like, well, Hard at least rant. this is the letterer's problem. So <laughs> because Ludo is French, there have been times where there have been a, uh, a mistranslation and he's drawn something that is opposite of what we're going for. And those all have to be like, all right, we need to do this, that, or the other thing. But for the most part, you are trained as an artist. I'm not. It's a visual medium. Yep. You can probably tell the story better than me. So if you ever find yourself on an anthology with me, hat, hat, um, <laughs> go ahead and this, draw, draw the page how you want. <laughs> I, I you have something know, up your sleeve. <laughs> I don't know what the future. I don't know what the future uh, portends for anybody, but I am always open for good artists to uh, to like me and want to work with me. So yeah. Well, we've still got, that is um, The Alchemist of Aurelia, and I'm going to spell it out in case we're on the podcast, A-U-R-I-L-L-I-A. -L -L you can catch up with both issues. That's what I, I grabbed, the $30 catch-up tier. I'd love to catch up on on um series and, you know, so I can, so issue three, I'll just get issue three, but, but uh, catch-up is there. Um, let's, I'm going to look at it one more time. And yeah, it we're down is to at 
Okay, we're um, 87 Third. backers, 38 minutes to go, and we're sitting at just over the $2,000 line. So now I have to give everyone metal bookmarks. So thank nice. you, everyone. <laughs> and they're going to be very shiny and awesome. So. And we are, we are literally $5 from 2100 So I think we, we got... We got to get you the five dollars first, and then we're going to worry about other things. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, I'm been worried about everything this whole time for this campaign. So, how do you deal with the stress in your campaigns? Um, nap, <laughs> nap sometimes. Eat a lot of carbs. I like that one. You know. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been really into Genshin Impact, so I've been playing some of that. Even though I said no, I got to put it aside. It's campaign time, and then I was like, oh, I'm too stressed out. I have to sit down and play some games here. No, that's really good advice. If if someone hasn't ever crowdfunding, you're thinking about it. Uh, it is sort of like a second job, but it is a second yeah. job that you need to give yourself hours away from during the day. You you, you got you you have to either. You know, family time, friend time, just you time. It has to be away from it because if not, after the 14 days, 21 days, 30 days, you're you're a ghost to yourself. Right, and I made that mistake the first time around. Um, I I was in a I was doing my own campaign, and I was in an anthology that was funding at the same time. Oh wow! And it was wow. the start of the pandemic, and I just kind of you know went all in. And now I've learned like, oh no, you have to give yourself that time and don't feel bad taking it. Cause I still mm -hmm. feel bad when I have to take those breaks, but it's like, there's, a, you've sent out your posts, you've scheduled your emails, like the, it's okay. Like just mm -hmm. relax, take a, take a step back. I'm not always great at it, but I am getting better, which is nice. But I would say, you know, that's the biggest thing is don't feel bad taking that step away. No, that's, that's really smart. So let's take a step away from you and take a step towards George. Yes. Toddler apocalypse. Yes. Literally, that's all I needed. <laughs> Will sent me, he said, my buddy George is doing something called toddler apocalypse. And I was like, okay, I'm backing, but will he be on the show? Because that was all I needed to know. But uh, let's, let's get a little deeper dive in. Um, we want to talk about all the teams, but uh is this inspired by any real life uh children that might have uh stressed you out in your past i mean probably like yes and no um you know the the seed of the idea came from uh, my friend diana porter we've known each other for 20 years and while i've been doing the music and comics thing she has been uh working her ass off in the new york and boston acting scene um and she reached out to me you know got at this point bunch of years ago said i got this idea toddler apocalypse and you know the idea of being like your kids would never behave in an apocalypse in a way right. that would let you survive they just yeah. never would so you know while we don't have any specific stories about our kids interacting with zombies we know full well they will touch the gross things we beg them not to touch <laughs> As yeah. we're looking at the cover right now. Yeah. Uh, That's a fantastic cover. That is uh, from Alex Cormick, um, who just, you know, it just a dream to work with. I mean, that's that that's the thing about this this project is like it's very selfish. I wish I was here with like some romantic notion for you. Um, but Diana came up with this killer idea that we originally thought of as a web series. Um, but then we kind of realized like, if you're going to spoof these sci-fi things, like there's kind of a level of quality you need to reach mm -hmm. to make the spoof work. Um, and we just didn't have the access 
to to make it work. Um, and so, you know, I think Diana thought, well, that was, you know, that was a fun dinner to kick around ideas with. And, you know, and that's that. And I just couldn't let it go because Kevin, just like yourself, she said the name, she said the one sentence pitch. I'm like, that's, that hits so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, that, that could pique somebody's interest, whether they're a sci-fi geek, they're a parent or, you know, a mix of all three are just like, you know, like pop culture sapphire, uh, satire. And so this entire time, and especially over the last two years, I've been trying to like curate my Twitter feed with just artists, just artists mm-hmm. that inspire me, that peak that whole, like, God, I would love to work with them someday. Um, and, you know, just brighten my timeline a little bit. Um, and so the, it just kind of got to a point where finally my brain made the connection of, hey, you've got this anthology story idea. You've got this burning desire to work with as many amazing artists as possible. What if you married the two? Um, and so I kind of I went back to Diana and said, what would you think? And these are the kind of people I would love to work with. And I'm just I'm very lucky. She, you know, she trusted me to take this idea kind of like into the comics realm, into my realm. Um, and, you know, over what really was like a relatively short amount of time, we got a sick freaking lineup. And all of these people, like I said, for years, their stuff would hit my timeline and like, oh man, I'd love to work with them. So it, you know, it starts off with Alex, Alex Cormick, um, who I, who I've personally known for years. He's a, he's a Northeast guy as well. So we've been at cons, we've hung out and all that stuff. Um, I think the other nice thing I like about this project is like, not only are these people talented, they're really nice people, which as I have gotten older is just as important to me as like the quality of work is like, is this a good person? Is this someone I want to hang with? Mm-hmm. And Alex is absolutely one of them. And he's got the, he's got a wonderful family, a beautiful family. And if you've read and seen his work, he's also got a sick, dark sense of humor. So he was, he was the perfect, you know, like number one out of the gate. And he put that cover together. So as I've reached out to other artists, it felt more real, you know, it felt more professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also drew uh, the story that you were scrolling through. There were, it's called um, Stop Touching Me. Uh, <laughs> and it's how the alien invasion just goes even worse with your kids. You know, it, it's that classic story of just asking your kids to do one thing. Just do this one thing for me. Just be cool. Yeah. Be cool for five minutes. Absolutely not. And their inability to be cool for five minutes. Yeah. Wrapped around an alien invasion. <laughs> That's uh, great. We met Alex a, a couple months back for um dig, uh, this, this dig, the the dig mm-hmm. uh, graphic novel within the sink. And uh just a sweetheart of a guy with like the darkest artistic mind in the world. It's yeah. a real crazy thing that somebody that nice can draw the horrendous things that he <laughs> so happily does draw. So yeah. And, and if this is keep, gorgeous. If you keep scrolling, uh there's one panel go a little further. That one, the mom underneath the bed. That is pure Alex Cormick. And when <laughs> he showed me that page, it was like I was just so happy. You know, it was like <laughs> I get to do the Alex Cormick thing. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so once we had 
Alex on board. Um, we had the cover. We had a wonderful logo by Andrew Lavello, who did that for us. Started reaching out to people. Um, and just, I remember it alphabetically. Uh, everybody's number one in my heart. This is the only way I can figure it out in line. So Clay McCormick is also a Northeast guy, um, a wrestling guy. So we've hung out, you know, at shows and armories and that type of thing. Also an incredibly talented artist as well. Um, and so he came on board with the story you, uh, that is, excuse me. It is also being colored by, uh, Ellie Wright. And, and again, like a, a guy that I've hung out with, we've, d we did a new comic, uh, a free comic book day signing together. Um, it's like, yeah, I'd love to work with this guy. And then he turns in these pages yeah. that just are just gorgeous. Um, Kath Lobo is somebody who just that's yeah. Uh, blue car is her story. Um, I have been in love with her artwork for years there's just it's just something just it's there's like an elegance and an energy and an emotion to it that all of her pages jump off the off uh the screen and really what she did for us like that's just one panel of this eight mm -hmm. pages that she did what she kind of like reminded us was like her her story is flat out gorgeous um and it reminded us like yeah, we're having fun spoofing the whole like being a parent thing, but there could be like some real heart on sleeve moments on this, you know, mm -hmm. that really kind of like peel back, you know, like I said, the spoofing to like the true parental feeling of it all. And this one is about, you know, the, the killer tidal wave, because there's always a killer tidal wave Gotta be. And, and running away from it. And, you know, she turned in these pages and we did it uh, a little oh. more Marvel style. Where okay. um, I broke down the pages and the panels um, with just kind of a direction in the beats, gave them as much running room as possible. And then, you know, if there was like, okay, I know there's going to be four, pan you know, four bubbles here. So give me enough room. You know, mm -hmm. that type of thing. But then we would get the art back and then Diana would I and I would write the actual dialogue. We got her back and we were like, we almost don't have to write anything. Oh, wow. Like we don't have to write a word. So if we don't have to tell the story, what do we do? And it's like, well, you know, as a parent, what are you thinking when the killer tidal wave is like, and the thought was like, the fact is like, if, when your kid's scared, you'll do anything for them. Mm -hmm. So we get to kind of like tell that parental truth up against Kath's gorgeous and like, you know, heart wrenching, heart breaking story about a family trying to outrun the killer tidal wave so this is basically home alone with the threat of drowning yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice um from there um again trying to do this in order is not to yeah we'll just go here jay chic um he put together our i'm ready uh and if you're a parent you know getting out the door quickly Mm. When you have told your kids, we need to get out the door quickly. Here's your half hour heads up that we need to get out the door quickly. You will not get out the door quickly. <laughs> You're giving me uh, parents traumatic stress disorder. Exactly. <laughs> this you know, this and, one hurts, man. I don't, I don't <laughs> like this one. And yeah, and we, and you know, again, we got to kind of put our hearts on the sleeve where. The, that moment where you just you've you've used up all your spoons uh -huh. <laughs> and um, you immediately say something to your child you regret. 
you know, and the heartbreak of watching your kid's heartbreak off of something you did uh-huh. wrapped up in the, you know, the nuclear fallout. Got to get on the last bus to the, uh, to the underground bunker. Um, from there, uh, Jordi Perez is doing our language story. This is kind of our Mad Max uh, wasteland. You know, our our last group of survivors being chased by uh, the wasteland warriors. Um, and like, I don't want to. I'm not sure how to tell. Well, it's all right in there. You know <laughs> that, that that the kids are always listening and have opinions. Even in the worst case of scenario. <laughs> uh, and then my turn by Fernando Pinto um, is sibling rivalries just don't care about robot apocalypses. They just they just don't. Um, and, you know, again, Fernando, I mean, all of these people, I mean, I'm just still like gobsmacked that we got to work with them. Um, and what was very cool and like, like Kevin, just hearing you talk about it. And maybe you all know this, like you, you have the idea and you're really excited about it and that, but you're kind of scared to like tell other people about the idea because what if nobody else thinks it's kind of cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I think MJ and Kev and Will, you might've been in the mastermind where I first said, this might be the next thing I do. And, <laughs> you know, the reaction to that is like, oh, well, maybe there is something there. And then reaching out to these artists, which, you know, again, is asking six people out to the prom mm. um, yeah. and all of the fear and anxiety that comes to that. And you send it out there and then their reactions to it, you know, their enthusiasm for the idea. Um, we let everybody pick their own story. Okay. You know? Uh, so again, to try and maximize, like, let's have fun with this. Like making no. comics is hard. It flat out is hard. Um, when you say you let everybody pick their story. Did you have 12 ideas and they picked the six artists picked the six they wanted, or did you have six? And it was kind of like answer quick. (laughs) Uh, We had eight, we had eight kind of in the, you know, three sentence write up form. Um, And then, you know, it was a little first come first serve, um, but nobody bumped into anybody. So, I mean, that's kind of like a wonderful, wonderful, just little kismet right there. You know, mm-hmm. and the idea being, like I said, this stuff is hard in the best case scenarios. It's hard. So how can I make this as enjoyable for everybody as po- in, as possible? And so that's why I was like, hey, let, let me let these people pick the story they want to tell because mm-hmm. it'll it'll mean more for them. Hopefully it'll be you know more fun for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, selfishly, everything gets better because, <laughs> you know, you're giving, you know, the people you're working with the the maximum opportunity to enjoy the process. Cause that's all we can control. Yeah. Yeah. A passionate well, artist is always the most important aspect and it's yeah. not necessarily passion. Always a, a nine in passion is, and a seven in skill is better than a seven in passion and a nine in skill. And you opinion. can see it on the page. You can 100% see it on the page. Who uh, who do you have lettering? Do you have a single letterer for the uh, every yes. story? Awesome. Just Justin Birch is our is our uh, thread through all of them, um, and I've seen his work before. You know, going back to Alex Cormick, um, he and Rich Duick have done a bunch of stuff okay. with Justin. Wrote a Bones, Sea of Sorrows, um, and those are okay. Those are yeah, all right. Yeah, they're all right. They did okay. <laughs> um, 
but again, Justin um, has you know a, a lot. A lot of this was just like the right the right people found this project. Mm -hmm. um, and Justin, you know, I believe has a kid of his own. Um, and you look at the Road of Bones and Sea of Sorrows. He knows how to do letter or horror lettering, right? He knows mm -hmm. how to take his talent into this realm. And if that's what we're spoofing, then, you know, bringing that expert in mm -hmm. to do that thing um, worked out perfectly. And what was great was once we started getting his letters back, like the jokes hit harder. The, oh, beautiful. The, heart, the, 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 you know, heart on sleeve moments, the gut punches hit harder. Um, you know, he, everybody elevated this book. But then to see how the jokes played on the page by his choice of lettering, mm -hmm. it was like it was that up close magic that you're like, oh, I'm working with an expert here. Oh yeah, yeah. we are uh, we are very much uh, lettering uh, fans here. Letter letterers don't get the uh, the respect I think that they deserve because they're that's really an in, you know comics being the invisible art. That's the invisible part of the invisible art that can make or break a book. It really can. Yeah. Um, I, sure. I, I, oh, sorry. Um, oh, okay. Uh, should I read this? I'll, 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 I'll read it for you. Okay. Now, unfortunately, it came in as Facebook user, and I don't know if that's Andrew or another person, so <laughs> we, we can't give you credit. But uh, just wanted to say I knew of Toddler Apocalypse, but I second, hey, Kevin's statement. Maybe that's why I wanted to read it. Um, <laughs> listen to Listening to a creator get so animated and passionate about their project just ramps up the interest and love these live streams for bringing that to be. It yep. is our pleasure to yep. do these live streams because uh, George and Melissa, I had not met you until tonight. So this is this is my this this is my uh, cake. <laughs> the icing Sorry. is other people getting to know you. So uh, <laughs> so the, oh, oh it's oh it's Shawnee Meyer. Shawnee, oh man. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the greatest. Oh, thank you. And and to be honest, George has been passionate about this from the beginning in that mastermind, you know, and it was, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of remember that one and, and you were, you were really, you know, you were kind of, you didn't really want to talk about it, but then you did. And it was like this, you know, wave of relief was over because you, you know, yep. we all kind of loved it. And you're like, mm -hmm. well, why have you waited so long? You know? Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> as, yeah. As, as you know, you two are very probably sick of hearing me say because our brains are stupid. That's right. Our brain, the lizard stupid. brain is strikes again. Lizard, <laughs> the dumbass lizard brain. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, you know, one of the nice things, one of the, 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 the rewarding things about this, um, and I think it's working with, you know, Right now, we're like, yeah, 12 other people helping bring this about. Um, I mean, I want to make sure I mentioned Ellie Wright is coloring the stories. We also have Leslie Atlansky, uh, Andrew Crossley, and Matthew Nickerson are helping color this as well. Okay. Um, and again, these are people whose work just comes across my screen. And I'm like, you know, that just looks good. Um, and, uh, recently Ellie Wright, uh, she did, like I, said, I mentioned, she mentioned, uh, she did Clay's, uh, story, um, and seeing her work, it just like, just, I couldn't respond to her email for about five minutes. Cause I just kept shaking my head and like laughing 
It's like, you know, it's, I'm my name's gone on this book, you know, and really all I want to do is just look at the pretty pictures. <laughs> you know, I, that's something that Melissa just, uh, you know, you don't get that. She, Melissa. she doesn't get the feeling. The she doesn't get our emails. We our do. Emails no, I just have to live with what I've put on a page. You're like, mm, yeah, I drew this. this uh -huh. <laughs> what is the greatest present you've gotten during the holidays? And then you get that throughout an entire comic book over and over and over. Again. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take one moment and interrupt and explain what a mastermind is because it's come oh, up and yeah. people might not realize this is specifically within the Tyler James Comics launch uh, mm -hmm. community, uh, which if you are a, a comic creator who wants to crowdfund, there is, you must listen to the first about 12 to 15 podcasts of the comics launch podcast. You must, if you don't do that, you're not, you're not doing Kickstarter right. I also recommend looking into the comics launch pro community where there are many more, um, many more things you can learn that is uh uh a uh, pay you pay to get into it it is a good value i can't say you have to pay that but then there's a thing called a mastermind where tyler gets about four to eight people i think it's usually six meet up for about an hour or two and everybody just kind of says on this week this is the problem that i'm having this week and everybody kind of gives advice wisdom asks questions I say that because you don't need to be a comic creator to create your own mastermind. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing it, don't do it alone. Find six people that are on, on your, your step of the ladder, not three steps above, not three yeah, steps point. below, whatever step you're on, find people who are doing what you're doing and climb the ladder with them. It is so much easier to have what George, you said brains are stupid, but six <laughs> brains together are, yeah. I'll, all of a sudden get kind of smart. So mm -hmm. that's what they're saying when they say mastermind. And I just, if whatever you're doing, find five to 10 like-minded people on the journey and, and go with them on it. Yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the things that I think uh, Tyler has said multiple times, you know, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go with someone. No. Mm -hmm. oh. Shawnee Myers says that she's on George's newsletter, which is a lot of oh, fun and definitely hey. shows how much he loves what he does. So I, I agree with that. I'm also on George's newsletter and I you always do. love reading it. And seeing. Oh, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. The, the, the commerce loss community and especially the mastermind has really been indispensable for me. I mean, it's how I met Will and George and now through you guys, I'm meeting Kevin <laughs> and, um, I did it alone for so long and just didn't have the right support group to do it. And I didn't think I could get here at all. And now I am here and it's incredible. And it was because I had all these great people around me and now I'm still creating new stuff and there's more even great people showing up. And yeah, if you're in comics, it's definitely an indispensable resource and definitely for anything you're doing, you know, find like like Kevin and, and Will and I'm sure George will agree to, you know, find some people, get together and just, you know, start start jamming and you know, you'll be amazed at what you'll come up with. Well, and uh this is with for George, uh, I was in the uh, comics experience program for a while, the creators forum. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. a wonderful thing. I know you had uh what Charlie Spot come out from Comics Experience Publishing yep. not too long ago, right? Uh first issue came out uh end of December and if 
everything goes right, the second issue will be coming out February 9th. Yes. The paper shortage is real. Um, <laughs> the the boats is... off of Long Beach are real. Yeah. 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 It's an interesting time to be making comics, whether it's direct market or Kickstarter. And uh, I noticed, uh, Melissa, you, you even put that on, on your, uh, your page. You were like, I've always done it on time, but this time I'm adding a lot of months to delivery because... Let's uh, just put that padding in there, yeah, just yeah, in case. Just There's case. a lot of places boats can be now, I've learned. <laughs> like, oh, they're in Lake Michigan, they're off in California, they're off in New York, they're all over. I wasn't I wasn't too afraid of the paper shortage until I heard that Image might not be able to deliver comics. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a oh, okay, <laughs> that all right, shortage. yeah. This might that be company. I get it now. This might be rough. <laughs> no. <laughs> Joey Joey Galvez says, and now we're going to get you on all of our podcasts. So yes, so so uh, look look for the Geek Collective. Uh, they're they're around of, of podcasts uh, so that so that we don't get you on in the last. Fifteen minutes. minutes. I've yeah. been thinking about it. I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> we are getting there. We are getting there. Oh, and yeah. uh, Joey says, hear me out. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're not going to mention that three-letter acronym, Joey. Shame on you. So <laughs> Not fucking today. Yeah. <laughs> so, Melissa, um, headwise, you know, like I said, you've got 14 minutes for the campaign uh and then i'm assuming you're gonna take a coma for a little bit and recover I'm like gonna eat some uh, snacks first and then coma. They, you deserve yeah, yeah. snacks you can't, hiber you can't hibernate without the uh, the gorging first That's i would recommend uh hyrule warriors age of calamity for mindless uh just killing crap it's just pretty fun that sounds fantastic <laughs> something i'm really cognizant about right now is create the, the the well of creative energy and you know being able to to pull on that to to make the thing so when you are running it soup to nuts how much time do you need to like breathe in before you're ready to even start thinking about number three or is that already on your table yeah, it's a weird thing like during the campaign I get more hype for the mm. the series. So actually before the campaign ran, I was outlining future issues, like let's get ahead of this, let's try to you know keep this moving. And now during the campaign, I've really been thinking about issue three and I even have like some joke scenes written out and like some awesome. interactions with the characters. I'm like thinking about all those little nuancey things. I'm like, I'm supposed to go and do my other series, but I might just keep doing this one. So it, we're gonna see. Do you think it's because you're so immersed with it? You're, you're always thinking mm. about it. So it's kind of opening that the right side of your brain is opening the left side or whichever the actual way it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, I think that's definitely a part of it. You know, you're thinking about it all the time and I, I'm so, you know, just entrenched in it and thinking about, all right, how can, what else can I talk about with this, with this book and what's happening? And then that's just getting you think of, you know, what's coming down the line and, oh, you're, you're definitely going to want to bag because better stuff is happening in the next book. And um, one thing I've been really trying to get across is that, you know, you're, you're funding this book, but it also kind of trickles down to the next yeah. books down the line that they become more and more uh, possible. And uh, George, for you, because this is a, a 
kind of a one-shot anthology, where does it kind of put you in your headspace? What are you thinking of the next project or doing a sequel to this? Or that's that's kind of why I was asking. Um, because I've been talking with a couple friends, Diana, you know, the co-writer, co-creator of this being one of them. The idea of like getting the next thing going, I don't have it right now. Yeah. You know, now part now part of that, and I want to set the stage because I said this to a friend, like kind of like bitching, and then he looked at me in that way. It makes you think, oh right. So Charlie Spot, you know, is it's a four issue series. So if everything goes right, two, three, four, February, March, April. So that's something you know I need to promote, uh, and I want to promote. I I love this series. I am so glad that it's getting out into the world, and it deserves to be in front of as many eyeballs as possible. So you know, promoting that and keeping the eye on the distribution for that that takes up part of my brain. Mm -hmm. This campaign runs through the end. You know, this campaign is going to be part of my life if everything goes right through July, right mm -hmm. from funding it to making sure that it prints right to packing and getting it out. Mm -hmm. I'm also a musician and I've got two music projects going on right now. Yeah, My you said you were going to play one of those for us, right? <gasps> yes, please. <laughs> hey, it's our, first, it's our first podcast if we had live <laughs> to do music. For the podcast, I'll, George. I'll, I'll send you. I mean, if you, yeah, we can hurt people's ears if you want. <laughs> uh, um, yes. But, you know, so the, the, the band, we haven't, you know, for a year and a half, two years, we haven't had any place to play. So we've been working on new on. material. So we want to record that EP, you know, a five song EP starting in May. I've also got another project that I'm working on with a friend of mine that we're working on a nine song EP. Wow. And that, you know, realistically, all this stuff will take me through fall. Right. So I what my mental hurdle I've been working on right now is like that's four projects that I'm genuinely like romantically in love with that I want to, you know, it, I want to see out there because I want to see it out there. Mm -hmm. Maybe four is enough. <laughs> and, you know, the idea of adding something else out of like, I don't know, Catholic guilt yeah. or like, <laughs> something like that, or like I'm supposed to have something else in the pipeline. Right. Like I said, the idea of like, all right, I got to reach out to an artist and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and a friend of mine brought it in really um you know, kind of helped me see it. John Cleese has a wonderful. You're friends with John Cleese. <laughs> I I am. Uh, you know, okay. Sir John. He lets me call him. <laughs> but he's got a wonderful uh, video out there. Him talking about creativity, and it kind of boils down to there are moments where you need to breathe in. That's mm -hmm. when you're reading, you're watching, you're finding inspiration, you're you're paying attention. You're not, you know, because that eventually you will breathe out. And when you breathe out, that's when you create. And when my friend, like, you know, threw this video back in my face, I'm like, oh, not only am I breathing out, I'm breathing out, you know, four windpipes. Right. <laughs> so, you know, maybe this is the time, you know, maybe, maybe it's okay to, mm -hmm. to not have something on the horizon. Do I have a folder full of ideas? Of course. You know, do I have notes on my phone? that I'm throwing down there at 1230, right. As I'm about to fall asleep. And I know if I don't write it down, I will forget it. Right. Absolutely. Um, do I feel like I'm ready to breathe out on all that stuff? Probably not. Yeah. The flip side of that coin. 
I've got two comics I fucking love and I believe in that were a joy to put together that mm -hmm. I think um, show not only, you know, it's, it's as good as I can make them right now with collaborators that I'm just still kind of like in awe of who I get to work with. They're pure, they're easy to talk about because they're freaking gorgeous. And there were wonderful projects to put together. Um, you know, and I've got, you know, two musical projects that, you know, have been percolating in my head, have been sitting on, you know, in my studio on my computer over there for years. And it's like, it's time to, it's time to get them out. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, just like I said, it's very weird to be just like, all right, okay, that's, that's enough. Um, no, but that's smart. Yeah. Knowing when to turn the faucet off before you, uh, you know, run out of water is, is extraordinarily, um, prescient of you. So it's, it's, it, I think it's really a good point. And sometimes I have not done that well at my pat in my past. And I think that's really a great thing. Joey yeah. says promoting gets exhausting. Yeah. Any, yeah. any of this, if it's all you're doing gets exhausting, exactly. but yeah. the promoting yeah. gets exhausting because you also have a little bit of guilt that you're promoting. Yeah, uh, Russell well, I mean, No Healthy though has the best advice with that, and it goes to what George. If you love what you're doing, yep. you love what you're putting out in the world. Mm -hmm. Aren't you doing a disservice to people to not tell them about it? Oh yeah, and um, yeah, I mean Russell is Russell is great for those charging up the hill spots mm -hmm. and and quotes and stuff like that. Um, and flat out, he and you know bringing it back to Tyler James, those two guys. Mm -hmm. Um, have been living in my head for the last couple months um, because, you know, I joke about the whole Catholic guilt thing. Um, but yeah, and, you know, a bit of that imposter syndrome, you know, we, we and we've all kind of like talked about this on our own. But the idea of like, oh, I'm going to annoy people if I mention my thing on Twitter, on mm -hmm. Facebook and all this stuff. Um, but then, you know, these guys will throw facts in your face of like, you know, a tweet has a lifespan of what are, I don't know what it is. Let's just call it 17 minutes. Mm. <laughs> the fact, you know, you think you're posting all the time. The fact is nobody saw it. Yeah. And if it's you like, doubled the amount of the amount that you tweeted, right. nobody would see it. Right. So like, get over that. <laughs> There's and, a story that uh, Dave Kellett told after one of his campaigns. Mm. And it was, he was posting all the time. He was sending out all the emails. He was actually getting tired of posting. He's like, oh, there's no way. Like I must be annoying my audience. And the day, not even the day after his campaign ended, someone emailed him. Oh, I didn't know you were doing a campaign. So let that, <laughs> I always think of that, that too. too. <laughs> like, yeah, there's always going to be someone who hasn't heard about it. So just keep throwing it out there. Yeah. Now, Melissa, you mentioned another series that you're doing. That's your Black Ball series, right? That is. That's my 1920s magical murder mystery tale. Oh, nice. Um, it's about a girl. She Her sister's murdered. And then she finds this really strange, uh, like, suitcase in her room. And she's going through it. And in this world, there's magic, but magic has been banned in prohibition. And this is a like magic making kit. 
So, Ooh. you know, now the main character, she's trying to figure out, all right, what was going on here? Because she lives in a non-magical household. And um, it's this idea of, you know, you have the, the non-magical, the practical scientists, and you have the arcane scientists, and they're kind of going against each other. And she's like, I just want to figure out why my sister was murdered and go home. Like, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. And then, of course, she gets a sidekick of one of those, you know, typical 1920s schmoozer dudes. He's like, oh, no, we're going to go on an adventure. Sure, and he's taking her around. Uh, so that that's my my other series that will be going into issue number four. So we're about halfway through that story, and I'm very excited to see where that's going to go next. I did three pull up. I, I pulled it up three because minutes. we have three minutes left, and two backers came in and yeah. Yeah. blew right. you past twenty one hundred. So uh, wow. Will and I take all credit for back exactly. number eighty eight and eighty nine. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, that's that, going to be a footnote in the book, like yes, whoever yeah. this was. This is the explain yourself explain bump. Yourself bump. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm of course very excited for more Alchemist of Aurelia. You know, I was working on Black Ball, and I just really missed doing the fantasy adventure story uh because murder mysteries are fun and all and it's always you know gangsters and guns mm -hmm. and you know who doesn't love that but it was i was just missing it so being able to come back and do the series at the same time you know it was just filling that itch i was missing to go out and just go on an adventure and i kind of went wild not too wild with the world building but the world building I've done for this world is, I'm really proud of it it's just this really cool idea of a world where you're missing half of your history because there was a war between two different groups of gods and mm -hmm. the ones who were in charge lost and the new ones oh. came in they're like we don't like this and they just kind of <laughs> wiped the world clean everyone had to start over and that's kind of why this um the the idea for that came from the idea of they're looking for this this alchemist guy and like where his basically his office was in ancient times and like why mm -hmm. can't they find it are they just dumb like we know where ancient egypt was today yeah. <laughs> and that gave me the idea of oh you know this thing happened this big event and it kind of reset everything so now they're trying to figure out where can we find like some documents that could tell us where this country was and so this is all kind of building around that. So there's a little mystery, like national treasure-ish, finding the documents, lining up the lines, you know, figuring out where things could have been. And uh, Did you draw the wig as bad as Nick Cage's wig in? <laughs> absolutely you know you gotta have a bad wig it actually i was looking it up how to write and the got a bad wig I'm like hey check that off so, am i the only one whose heart skips a beat when it goes from days to hours yes and then hours yeah. to minutes and then minutes to now seconds seconds I, I don't think i've ever seen the seconds no. before i'm a little no. nervous about it. i'm like what is this what's happening oh, oh. 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 I don't know what happened. My screen went from 76 oh, seconds to you are done. Funny, yay. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you for everyone for being here to count this down with me. Uh, no, that's really so much cool. fun. And, you know, I, I love hanging out with George and Will and to meet Kevin it was so yes. cool. Like, you're, you're kind of a legend. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> Uh, I tell him uh, that all the time. Don't let yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, that's just, <laughs> that, that's just the payments I said, Will, to be honest. But, uh, Money well spent. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, all, we're all legends in this chat, let's be honest. Yes, <laughs> yes. Shawnee oh, Meyer says, congrats. Joey says, congrats. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, everyone. 
Now, I have to ask, um, when is that comment coming back for issue two on Kickstarter? Because I want to be your first backer. That is such a cool concept. And can you do us a favor and reach out before so that you're not on here in the last hour? <laughs> so that maybe Absolutely. the explain to yourself be bump fair, could be more Will than two people. Will tell me he had a podcast or a uh, show that he was doing. Well, so. You know, as as Joey says, word of mouth still beats any other right. kind of promo. We're, yeah. we're, not, we're not professionals. We're, we don't know we're what not we're that doing. good at this. We're, <laughs> we're having fun and trying to get better. Yeah, Love well, the, the fun is the most important part, so... Yeah. Um, and then and I got to be on the show with George, which is the coolest <laughs> thing because George is one of my favorite people. It's one of the things I'm like so grateful about this comics journey is the people that I have been able to meet and connect with, um, especially kind of like the older you get. Um, the, the Will people, and I don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's oh, one yeah. of those like little things like the 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 artists the people who want to create things it kind of gets thinned out the older you get for whatever reason mm -hmm. um and you know i can remember being 18 years old you know in my first band and that you know those four other guys and everything were everything you know um and then like i said as you get older not as many people are around for whatever reason. And you do, you know, I know I have felt kind of like, like, well, if I'm the last one standing, what, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you know? Um, and so being able to meet people, you know, like Will, like Melissa, Kevin, you know, like yourself and, you know, all these other people and being able to connect with them, talk with them and say like, oh, you know, that, that no, there are, there are other people who kind of have that you know th that mentality that drive for whatever to like look i i am a creator you know no matter how you know gray the hair gets you know no matter how tall my son keeps getting you know i i'm a creator and and until the hands fall off i'm going to because that's just you know for me that's why that's what makes it kind of like worth it all yeah um and so being able to connect with other people, you know, other creators like that to know, like, you're not insane a lot. Of, and, you know, uh, Kev, you're talking about, you know, getting together, you know, in this mastermind, whether it's, you know, in the thing we're doing or just finding other people and doing it on your own. Like so much of this stuff is psychological and you don't like you don't realize it. You think it's you. And then you're then you're saying like, hey, does anybody else feel like this? And there's seven other people nodding their head you know, that it's, oh, it's a universal thing. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with us. It just, it just is. Um, being able to connect with people like that and that, that reassurance and that energy yeah. um, has been tremendous. So, you know, being able to meet Melissa, being able to, you know, hang out with Will, you know, and Leah, what can be kind of like very like, look, here's my heart. <laughs> you know, I'm going, you know, I'm going to spill every, ounce of fear and honesty onto you and it's going to be received and heard and it's you know you're going to be honestly helped like it's not toxic mm -hmm. positivity mm -hmm. you know right. it it's it's it has kept me afloat more than like yeah and i try and tell everybody you know again i am at that age where i was like i need people to know 
when you know they've helped me when i've when they've done something for me i want them to know and even then i'm like i'm not even scratching the surface for the amount mm -hmm. of of like i said just just support that i've needed and you know and the god the timing of it you know like you know, oh my lord i needed that right now i didn't know how much i needed yeah. it talk me um, down man talk yeah. me down you know so, so it's so it's you know i'm i'm excited to be able to count down melissa's yeah. you know campaign you know just as much yeah. you know um because again leo uh, just we need more positive people in in the mm. world and it's it's wonderful to meet and hang out with them and get to know them you know on a little bit and then get to see them create their art and melissa kind of like you were talking about people that back these campaigns they're helping push the ball you know push the snowball down the hill mm -hmm. you know uh the first the first uh kickstarter i did was 10 or 11 years ago like like the it was just starting to spike it hadn't become kickstarter yet but there was momentum mm -hmm. so we were still early uh for the first series i did um yeah we we needed help getting the second issue together and after we we were able to successfully do that the series was able to just continue on its own because mm -hmm. you know that campaign those backers had helped keep that ball rolling so yeah. again you know i i'm i'm psyched that people are going to get to read one and two but i'm even yeah. more excited that they are helping you know melissa the giving you whether it's the financial support or just the emotional support that we're going to mm -hmm. get more from you because yeah. that's a good thing yeah absolutely yeah. yeah and now you know with with the kickstarter community too like there's so many great comics going on around and it's been like so yeah. cool to you know either back a lot of these projects or when i haven't been able to back just tell people about like you gotta check this out it's so cool and you know to have that community around you and you know you you do it for other people and then you know people do it for you it's just like this awesome amazing feeling and then the all these people come out and they give you money and they're like yeah i'll, I'll give you money for this all right it's yeah. like oh wait no don't give me money okay and then they just keep giving you money to read your, your stuff but it's a really great way like i just i just want people to realize like how great a community this is and what this yeah. means to us and mm -hmm. what it, what it means for each other too i love seeing my friends projects fund and you know right. I, would, I would almost work harder to get their campaigns to fund than <laughs> than my own in some ways you know because i'm just so I just want to be there for, for these, my fellow creators so much. And then, you know, then everyone comes out of the woodwork when, when I'm doing a campaign, I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. oh, hi everyone. <laughs> I, I have a term in my head for this and I, I call it greedy giving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, like we, we do all this for each other and it, it always tends to come back. Mm -hmm. um, I want to, I want to give in a way that isn't greedy, but I, I mean, it's, it is. It, it's, it's also helpful. You know, like I hadn't met you guys until tonight. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. I, you know, I hope that we, our, our paths are going to cross a lot more in the future. Yeah, and exactly. that's just like, yeah, you came on the show. You did us a favor by coming on. Hopefully we helped a couple people hear about the project, but now I have two more artists in this community that I have a relationship with. And that's 
fabulous for me. So uh, greedy giving, uh, <laughs> make it your mantra. Um, <laughs> Melissa, I know that you are not home. I know that you gave us an hour and we are six minutes over that. So I am going to kick you out. <laughs> all right, all right. I mean, I'm having fun. It is time for a snack. We had a, a blast, but I, I don't want you to feel like you you have to stay. George, you can hang with us. Uh, Will are gonna Will and I are gonna talk about the projects that have been on the show the last two weeks cool. that are still live. And we're going to do that for you next week. Melissa, we probably won't mention your yeah. campaign. <laughs> That's <So> okay. <laughs> We've talked about it enough. Yes. Like people are done. <laughs> it's also okay because at this point we're tired and this is when the show isn't always the best. <laughs> but we well, try maybe it is. This is when it's the best. Yes. I don't we, know. <laughs> we, we try hard and me, we mean well. <laughs> Melissa, it was very nice to meet you. It's, yep. it was hey, very nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it was a real blast, and I hope to come on again and hang out with you again real soon. And sure. George, I'm going to be following your campaign with, with great interest and fervor. So best of luck to you through the whole thing. And thank it was wonderful you. also meeting Shawnee Myers. So yeah. thank you so much. She's fabulous. <laughs> I'll see you soon, MJ. Love you, baby. Love you. We, Bye. we did get a little amazing news. Will, did you see this in the comment? Uh, Blake, Blake uh, Morgan of the Blake Buzz podcast is doing his his uh, year in top 11, 12 list. Um, and apparently. Where is it? Joey put it up and it didn't it didn't fit when we were talking about. Apparently, I can't find it because I'm not so good at this. I'll, I will um, paraphrase. So apparently, Will, you and I won an award for best community outreach for oh, this podcast. Awesome. Wonderful. Congrats. So um, I think it's just because George and Melissa came on. I think, I you think guys, so you, we got the George and Melissa bump. So thank you yeah. so much. It's that, it's that lucky George energy. He just brings it wherever he goes. Uh, it, you know, like it that's neat but meeting people and talking about comics is is really what's what's the the uh the cake so well, you were talking about that energy coming around right yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if, you know you build this podcast and you you know you build this uh conversation around your your love for you know the for the medium and love for the creators and lo and behold what happens mm -hmm. there yeah. you go Greedy yeah. giving. Greedy hey, giving. Hey, Will. Will, for the next month, your check is got to go to Blake. So Okay, gotcha. <laughs> just, just be careful. You got to go back to Subway for lunch this month. Okay, yeah, or, or Taco Bell. It'll be Taco Bell. Gotcha. <laughs> Wait, so what about the check I send you guys? Where do I send that to? Uh, Wait, no, you, you can send that, that to Will because I usually just, need it for lunch. I get, okay. I get. I I actually was listening to Blake's podcast and Fellhound was on it, and they were saying that they have a joke that there's one twenty dollar bill that all of us comic creators just pass around on the Kickstarter. <laughs> so it's sort of, it's sort of like that. I believe there's one Gemini mailer. I have a stack of them right here. I have, so. I'll be honest. I have two Gemini mailers. I think they're both from Rob Moltari because I've been saving them. And two Our lucky vendors are going to get some I, I boxes would, touched by Rob. My, uh, his his book, Snowpaw, it, yeah. it arrived this week for me as well. And I got really excited telling my wife, like, 
He put it in a bag. <laughs> There's no sticker on it. There's no label on it. Well, actually, Look, this I, I, is uh... so deep geek shit right here. Yeah. This is like, like this is beyond like kick, talking about Kickstarter. <laughs> I, I told my readers and I said, "Hey, I've got." You know, I you know, I try to recycle, I try to be environmentally yep. conscious, and I, I've got this stack of Gemini mailers that are perfectly fine. Does it matter if I reuse Gemini mailers? Nobody said no. It, it, they said no. I I a lot of them said no. Hey, recycle, reuse. And some of them just said, I don't care, man. Just make sure it gets to me in good shape. I'm like, yeah. rock on. Yes. I'm I'm reusing yep. mailers. So if you guys send me Gemini mailers, they're probably gonna go back out into the world. Yeah. <laughs> Gemini we, stock goes down by eight eight percent this year as we all figure this out. Yeah, should we start doing that whole "Where's George" thing? We probably know, man. We put a little serial number on the Gemini mailer and it's logging like, where it's gone, like the old library books that yes. used to have the person's name. Oh yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, people must be hella confused when they get mine because I uh, organize my tiers and I put letters on all the boxes. Like this is the A tier, so this is the... so people are getting these boxes with these random letters on them like it's a b what does it mean though <laughs> I, all of my notes are all of my notes are the the backer number and then their name and i always wonder if anybody why am i 87 what is yeah. this <laughs> but it's just like the easiest way to find you and everything is by your yeah. it's the number is easier than the name so mm -hmm. you know i always wonder if that comes out of nowhere for people no one's asked, so either yeah. they get it or they do not care. I'm not sure which. They're excited. It's Kickstarter day. They're just ripping open that package to get the yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like Christmas plus comics. Yeah, that's right. And back so many, it's like it's it's Christmas, and you're, but you're like, I have, I don't remember. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who I don't know in Kansas? What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when you get them from like Italy or Australia, yeah. you know, no. I don't get them as much now that shipping's gone so high. But yeah. <laughs> sometimes they come through, and you're like, oh man, this just has a pretty lady on it. That's probably from Europe. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. The projects that are still still running, we had Travis Gibbs uh, Granite State Punk, which is a one shot. It's about a, a gentleman who gets well. I don't know if he's a gentleman because he gets out of jail. Yeah, he comes home <laughs> to his family home and uh, basically finds himself in an occult mystery about a, a, a mountain with a man's face on it, which is apparently a real. Uh, place you you go to in new hampshire is that right well yeah i think it was new hampshire yeah okay it was uh, uh, and it, it, it fell it fell it, off. and it did fall yeah. so <laughs> i think that uh travis will tell us why it fell in this in this comment oh, um i don't know how many days because i don't have it pulled up i've got but, it uh, um it ends on february 17th so uh, it's got uh you know almost almost two, two weeks, weeks yeah, two and a half weeks. So yeah. you can find that Granite State Punk issue one. You can search Travis Gibb. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have Sacrimony one through three with uh, from Mata. She was on last uh, last week. Mm -hmm. Sacrimony is uh, right up my alley. Angels, demons, dead gods coming back to life. Dead kids coming back to life with angel wings. 
in just this very unique and uh, um, original fantasy epic that uh, Mata writes and draws, just like Melissa. So uh, we've had two uh, writer artists in the last two weeks. So it's that's I, I don't know how you do it, but I respect the hell out of it. Um, Sacrimony with an A, so S A C R I M O N Y, and I, you can catch up with the first three issues on that one as well. Yep. And uh, we have Lady, oh, Lady Mayhem. Sorry. Oh, okay. I did the Was wrong that, one. Did you have that one next, or what did you I, have next? Sorry. Lady Mayhem is fine. <laughs> you go for it. All right. It is a '90s revenge. 90s comic style revenge. 90s yeah. comic revenge, uh, yeah. over the top, violent. Yeah. Awesome little work of genius. Of, so. Yeah, of, of mayhem. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, uh, uh, a, a writer and artist who are engaged to be married. Uh, oh. The art, the artist uh, wanted he wanted to draw a a 90s bloody violent romp and his fiance said sure let's do it and uh just think of the biggest gun you've ever seen put it on steroids and uh and that's lady mayhem so they it just sounds like bloody and and just fun <laughs> i got a chance to be uh, across from uh carl and jenna at uh heroes con one year uh and they're just wonderful people oh cool. uh, yeah. so you know again kind of going back to like you know not only talent but also looking for people who are just good people mm -hmm. that's that's them so I'm, I'm back in this one as well i'm very excited for it and again you know carl and jenna are just wonderful wonderful people along with being super talented that's super cool um rob anderson was on with his kids book cat dad and super mom this is issue two you can get uh both issues in it it's about a little kid who kind of dreams of being Mm. of superheroes his superheroes are his mom and dad uh and sort of the dreams are uh morals that he learns that help him with his day-to-day -day issues his the first issue is about dealing with some other kids that are are mean to the the cafeteria lunch lady mm. and he doesn't know what to do he doesn't want to be mean to her but he doesn't want to tell and it's kind of a uh, a thing about I'd, I'd say kindergarten first grade type uh ethics and the second issue is about uh, Rob takes his son, his actual son, who kind of is the inspiration for it, two conventions. Uh, and it's Jack's the character meets a, an actor who might not be the nicest person to a little kid at a convention. And throughout the course of the story, uh, Rob, the uh, cat dad superhero, introduces him to the actual writer of the comic so he didn't get, get a good experience with the actor from the tv show but the author and artist gives the kid a good so kind of like talked about you know how you deal with people being jerks to you sometimes and also that uh writers are pretty darn important so yeah i like that part yeah. i was gonna say the real moral is people who make comics are yes exactly. it, it, it's in there yes Brian Hawkins uh, slasher set on a college uh, theater troupe. They are doing um, uh, a Shakespearean play. Um, oh, help me, Will. You're my Shakespearean. Night's Dream. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be tough when their lead actress gets uh, brutally murdered <laughs> a week before the play. And can, basically, I, can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, let me, let say, me say it. it. 
Puck Mass Killer. I just Puck like saying killer. that. Puck <laughs> Mass Killer. <laughs> and everybody's a suspect, and uh, issues one and two are out. It's a three-act uh, mm. limited series, he calls it. So the second act is issue two, and you can catch up with those two. And Brian's just a hell of a guy as well. Yep, and is Pipe Creeper still live? It, it no, it actually ended about two or three hours ago. Uh, so we can, uh, we, we can we can raise we can. a glass for uh, Frank because uh, Pipe Creepers yep. number two funded about yeah about two hours ago I think. So congrats, mm. Frank. That is absolutely awesome. We had two two uh, two that ended, and uh, we took credit for everything from Frank for the last two weeks. So, Melissa, you're really smart. We only get credit to you for an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> um, and I do want to put up Joey. Joey's so much better than this. So, Joey said when we were talking about marketing. On that note, listen soon to explain yourself with Kevin and Will on your favorite podcatcher, <laughs> exclusively on the Geek Collective. Nice radio voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought maybe we should go sultry if this is yeah. a podcast. You okay. know, <laughs> and it well, it is after midnight now. It, it is. Oh, it now is. it's explain <laughs> yourself after dark. Oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, uh, USA Network, right? That that is it. <laughs> Characters are welcome. Uh, <laughs> Guys, thank you. It uh, was an absolute blast. And whenever you've got, uh, hey, you know what, George, if if you do have one of your EPs coming out and you want to talk about it, yes. I would love to deep dive into a different art form as well. Okay. I know very little about it except for turning it on and enjoying myself. But uh, that would be a blast if you've got something you want to talk about. Uh, it doesn't have to be comics. It doesn't have to be crowdfunding as long as you'll explain yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are. I am great. talking the guys into maybe doing a small Kickstarter for the album just because like music like that whole like run into the store on release day, it's gone. So yeah. how do you drum up, you know, interest and energy about something that's just like go to, you know, Spotify, go to iTunes like, you know, so we might do something like that. And yeah, I would absolutely love to share you know i mean i fucking love this band i love these guys we've been doing it for 11 years and you know i'm curious to see what the music side of kickstarter is like you know after doing the comic side for 10 years shawnee's with you melissa melissa's a trooper she stuck around till the bitter day i know i keep having so much fun with you all i just can't tear myself away well I, i'm gonna make it easy i'm gonna rip off the band-aid uh yeah. it, it it was our pleasure to have you both yep. and Thanks. uh good night you filthy animals thank you so much thank you everyone Bye. night hey what's up everybody this is joey calvez i want to tell you guys a little bit about the department of metahuman affairs this one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 